0: Welcome to the Market Emotion Motion Podcast for Financial Advisors, presented by FMG Suite. Listen to interviews with the movers, shakers, geniuses, and innovators of the financial advisory world. Visit fmgsuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. And now, without further delay, the Market Emotion Motion Podcast for Financial Advisors. Hi, everybody. Mike Woods here, one of the founding members of FMG Suite. Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors presented by FMG Suite. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with Joe Maine Bishop, Vice President of Sales for Wealthbox. Now, most of you listening have heard of Wealthbox. It's one of the premier providers of customer relationship management software in the financial services industry space. In the era of reg buy, having a CRM like Wealthbox is mission critical. As a rep, You need all the power of a CRM has to offer when it comes to documenting client conversations and communications, and not only the ability to document, but to report on your efforts. Also with a more remote workforce, a CRM like Wealthbox gives you the power to create workflows and processes that are repeated time and time again. And the best part, the CRM can give you feedback on how effective your operations are. In the second half of the podcast, Jomaine talks about the trends in Wealthbox business, and he draws some conclusions about the direction of the financial services industry. Hope you enjoy the podcast, spread the word. Joman, it's great to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thanks so much, Mike. Our team at Wealthbox, we're huge fans of FMG Suite and the craftsmanship behind the FMG product. So thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Awesome. Well, Joelman, let's, uh, can you give
0: us a little more background on yourself as before we dive into the podcast, kind of what you do, what your role is at uh, Wealthbox?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Joel McBishop. Currently, I'm the VP of Sales at Wealthbox CRM, and I've been here for about three years. Been absolutely having a blast here. Um, I'm a software salesperson by trade. Um, My hobby, and I kind of you know nerd out about it, but modern SaaS practices has been my career obsession uh, for the past decade or so. As you know, as nerdy as that sounds. And at Wealthbox, I help our sales team in a player coach role. Uh, we call our sales reps Wealthbox product specialists, and then we also I also help on the enterprise side of the business with larger RIA's, broker dealers, and uh, advisor networks. Um, all that to say, you know, I'm a, I'm a student of. Uh, Lifelong learning and and a student of communication. Now my focus is is modern SaaS as a sales leader and also helping financial advisors upgrade to modern CRM software. Gotcha. Well,
0: uh, modern SaaS
1: models, boy, (laughs) no shortage of those.
0: No shortage of those if you're interested in them.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some great content out there all the time. I mean, I don't know if you're a big, you know, fan of folks like Jason Lemkin or Saster, but sure, those are the, those are the podcasts I nerd out about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They uh, they're they're near and dear to FMG, um, gentlemen. So let's set the table a little bit for listeners. Uh, take a minute and explain what challenges Wealthbox really looks to solve for financial professionals. You give listeners an idea of how Wealthbox fits into their tech stack, for uh,
1: lack of a better word. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Um, So, the two big challenges or problems that we see in the industry is is two things. First, there's a lot of clunky, bloated, click-intensive CRM systems and processes out there. And the second thing is what that causes. And what that causes is a lack of user adoption. You know, because it's a clunky system. So what Wealthbox does is to solve for those two big problems, those two big challenges in the industry by having a modern, easy to use CRM for financial advisors. So, you know, the the longer that I'm here at Wealthbox, the more my conviction grows on solving for user adoption. Um, and then, in terms of the the second part of your question, Mike, in terms of where CRM and where Wealthbox fits into an advisor's tech stack, and we look at it, you know, in three ways. So, if we take it high level, the purpose of CRM, it's your central place of record. Um, but it's also two. There's two other components to that for financial advisors. It's your central place of task and process execution. And the third thing is. It's the central hub of your wealth tech stack. So when you look at it through the lens of those three things, um, that's where we fit into an advisor's tech stack. Usually what we see from the core tech stack is you know CRM, there's portfolio reporting, financial planning, the advisor's email system, you know of course, advanced email marketing solutions like you know FMG suite, and then the advisor's calendar. And all of that together, Needs to be integrated in a beautiful, meaningful, purposeful way for an advisor to, you know, streamline their their practices and, you know, speed up their practices and to scale. Um, so that's kind of where we fit in. Gotcha.
0: And uh, I think you know what you what you keep coming back to there is talking about how it, it's for financial professionals where this is this is designed, thought through, and 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 created with the financial professionals and the demands on their practice.
1: Yes, absolutely. So that's our our niche focus areas. We focus on financial advisors and their teams.
0: Yeah. So it's it's a it's a um, you know financial advisors have very unique challenges. Uh, you know, I I was I was I was surprised. I was speaking with a rep uh, just last week uh, who is still using Excel to maintain some yes. client information, and uh, uh, I I looked at him and I I was. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit horrified that that was his, yes. uh, that was, that was his, uh, that was his CRM, um, you know, considering all the choices that are out there uh, that, uh, you know, even, even, even something a little more simple than that. But, you know, I think uh, advisors sometimes, uh, reps get comfortable with uh, their, 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 their client relationship management tool. If, if, and it, it, it I don't even think an Excel spreadsheet would consider itself to be that, but that's what they've kind of forced it into. But really kind of, you know, Jovan, as you think about, um, you know, in, in, in the era of reg buy, you know, which forces financial professionals to keep extensive notes on the sales process, um, can you give in our, our listeners kind of an insight as to how Wealthbox can help them stay on the right side of regulators with, uh, with, with the evolving regulations?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, Mike, to your point, I'm also surprised when I hear on the phones and advisors using Excel or you know, even Microsoft Outlook. A lot of advisors they, they use Microsoft Outlook as their CRM. And so you're absolutely right. It's difficult to, you know, collaborate with other team members, your client service team. It's difficult to collaborate with other colleagues, especially in the era of COVID when folks are working remote, you know. Outlook and a spreadsheet, it's really not set up to hand off tasks to the next person to ensure a workflow process um, has been accomplished and to track that in a meaningful way. Um, to the second part of your question, Mike, you know, in regards to WealthBox and you know, Reg, Reg BI, um, so we've have some thoughtful features within the system. First, you know, there's always a framework of, you know, if it's not in CRM, it never happens. So every call that you have, every conversation, every task, every to-do item, making sure that, you know, as an advisor and as an advisor um, on the advisor team or the client service team, that everything's put into CRM. Um, Which brings us to, you know, what our team has thoughtfully put into place for um, the SEC's best interest and customer relationship summary regulations. So what we've done within Wealthbox, you know, there's a couple of things. There's there's first a bulk action that allows you to update the form date um, for when you send out those forms just to make sure that you are in compliance another suggestion that we have is using workflows and when workflows in wealthbox it's a way to track your firm's business processes um, and so when you have those business processes within your CRM allows you to scale a lot faster and quicker and all of that and so you know what we recommend is making sure the steps of that is in a workflow process whether that's you know documenting you know what the advisor did before making a recommendation when the forms year to rest was provided and the date that that was provided, having that all set up in a clear workflow that anyone on the team who just starts can, can follow along. And then the, the second and third thing is, you know, within notes and reports, you know, let's hmm. say you put in a right. note, you can tag that note as Reg BI and you can also run a report off of every single note that's tagged, you know, with Reg BI. So we've got some thoughtful features, you know, in the area of, you know, Reg, Reg BI in terms of that process and, uh, and staying on the right side with regulators just in case there's an audit or anything like that. Yeah, I think too many people
0: have. Um uh the impression that a crm is really just a a phone book it's just a place where you put and uh um and i would encourage listeners to you know to to take a look at some of these modern tools i mean fmg uh, years ago, invested in Salesforce, and uh, right. we, you know, Salesforce was for uh, was designed for a, a business like FMG, not like a not like a a, a financial advisor's practice. It was designed for uh, FMG's business, but boy, everything goes into Salesforce now for FMG. Right. We put every workflow, we put every report. And and some of the the great things and Joman, and maybe you can speak a little bit about this too is the uh, is the reporting capability that when you start to make your CRM right. your 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 hub of information that you can start to generate reports off of that about uh you know it, but uh, yeah why don't you tell people uh, listeners what what type of report features that are in Wealthbox.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and so reports in Wealthbox it varies. So when a modern financial advisor, the the type of reports that they want to run, let's just say, you know, we'll break it up in a couple of different areas. First, you know, there are things like let's just say that um, you know they have a specific age coming up where they have to start thinking about retirement. Um, you know, we call those RMD birthdays. So if mm-hmm. they're specific uh, through a specific age, sure. you can run a report and see where are all my RMD birthday clients that are coming up. And now let me get them in a list so I can service them accordingly before that just to help you know from that fiduciary perspective you know that's one report that I see another report that I see our advisors run pretty often is when they run across all of their clients and all of their contacts they run a report called last activity You know 30 days 60 days 90 days so what that means is which one of my clients is not getting the love and attention and the touch points that they need to have for us to serve them very well um, so that's another report that I see, you know, our uh, advisors run pretty often. So those are the, some some common ones. But of course, you know, just with just like you had mentioned in the example with Salesforce, with Wealthbox, every single field that you have in the system is reportable. Um, so even the custom fields. So if the advisor creates some custom fields on the way they track their practice, you can run reports off of that as well.
0: Right, and it's it's so important at uh, when. When when you're working with your broker dealer and your broker dealer's compliance office, if they contact you and want to know how many um, how many people have uh, re-upped on 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 any type of form that's related to your your reg buy or uh, sales practice, or if you've got uh, what type of documentation you have, if you've spoken right. with this customer, all of that can be kept within the the CRM. Right. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah, and
1: we've, and we've got a couple fields to identify that. You know, there's the signed agreement date. There is the last ADV offering date. There's the last CRS offering date. And all of those are important to track, so you know the you can specify to your compliance officer, your compliance team, the exact time and date of when that was sent out that you've met that requirement.
0: Right. That's how I was reaching for form ADV. I couldn't find it there, but uh, you, you saved me, Joe, thank you as <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, uh, many. Made- of our listeners know I'm I'm also a registered rep so I should know about my uh, form ADVs but uh, that went right out of my right out of my RAM there quickly so. Um...
1: All and right. There's a lot. There's a lot to advise that advisors need to deal with to your point. I mean, and that's why it needs to be tracked in CRM just to, you know, to have your second brain of your practice, so to speak.
0: Yeah, it really is. I th- I think it's, you know, the the CRM really should be the the tool that handles the blocking and tackling for your business. It you, the, the 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 routine information, the forms that need to be mm-hmm. signed, the processes that need to be followed. Um, an onboarding of a client, what, what is the, what's the path for that? Well, the CRM should be able to guide that. It shouldn't be dependent on the individuals in the organization. It it really, you know, as, as, as FMG has really kind of explored into Salesforce, it, it, it becomes the, it, it, it becomes really the lifeblood of the organization where when we onboard people, um. You know they follow a Salesforce process, so we expect everybody to end at the same spot. And uh, certainly, with the, with a the client who's being onboarded, uh, the financial advisor needs to make one hundred percent certain they all arrive at the same spot, uh, so they can uh, so they can respond to these inquiries from from Finra or the SEC because they're just getting more they're getting more onerous all the time. And so if you go, uh, you cannot show up to a, a gunfight with a knife. It's just not going to work.
1: Yes. Yes, 100%. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you there. And and one of the things that we coach advisors to to do within that framework you just mentioned, Mike, is just to set up a new client onboarding checklist mm, within CRM. And so whatever tools they're using, whether they're using FMG Suite or Precise FP or Riskalyze or right. they're custodying with Schwab, you, know, you have that detailed out where in steps that makes sense for your advisor teams to follow. That way you hire a new team member or have an intern they know exactly where to go for the process of onboarding a new client what the steps are when to do it where the documentation is and so having that documented in a clear system in crm is one of those you know things it takes a little bit of time does. you know it takes an advisor some time to to do a whiteboarding session let me figure out everything that's in my toolkit here what tools do i use when what series of steps make sense for how I service my clients and how can I do this in the the most meaningful way. And once you have that, we can put those steps within Wealthbox. We can get them assigned to the right people at the right time. And all that needs to be done is that, hey, let's start workflow. Let's select the new client onboarding checklist for uh, for opening up a Schwab account, and then you can just kick off those series of steps. It's it's really something that you know uh, every financial advisor should have to track, not just for to your point, Mike, of compliance purposes, but growing and scaling your practice as sure. well
0: getting feedback from your business how long does it take to from the from the, the start of the process to getting a client on board what's your average time uh, you can uh, the feedback mechanism you can get from the CRM really can help uh, your business uh, business grow it's it's yes. I, I, it, and and the it's it, it is what you put in you get out what you put in to the CRM right. and uh, so they do take they do take effort and energy but boy every 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 ounce seems every ounce seems to pay back in pounds, so it's a it's a it's a worthwhile transaction. All right, all right. So, gentlemen, this is the favorite part of my podcast. I love this part. It's when I ask guests to look at trends in their business, yes. really, and draw conclusions about the direction of where the financial services industry is going. Now, Wealthbox has dozens of integration with a wide variety of companies, but mm-hmm. kind of in broadest terms, uh, talk about what type of fintech tools are on the upswing in rep engagement and what tools do you see trending lower? Where, where where do you, how do you see the industry playing out? We're, you know, roughly now, I don't know, by my count, probably 13, 14 months into COVID.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Um, So, yeah, so a couple trends that I'm, you know, seeing from my perch in the industry. So the first thing that I'm seeing is, you know, increased efficiency through automations of process like workflows. So what happened, obviously, in March of 2020, a lot of advisors and their teams, they're all working within the office, you know, right next to each other. And then all of a sudden, many of them had to go 100 percent remote. And so what I saw was, you know, now there needed to be a bit more of a clear, organized, concise way of managing those processes in a remote way. And so, you know, on our side, we saw a significant increase of growth and CRM user adoption, specifically with workflows. Now, on the in terms of the tech tools and what I'm seeing increase, you know, Zapier is a tool that I'm seeing amongst our customers increase in adoption. Um, and that's primarily through just because of the automations it offers you know we've got a customer of ours you know Taylor Schulte who you know manages the advisor growth community and he set up this incredible Zapier Automated workflow where anyone who wants to be a new member of the Advisor Growth Community, they you can create a, a Wealthbox contact by submitting a form on the website, which then automatically creates a contact in Wealthbox. And step three automatically starts a workflow on that contact, and then goes sends an automated email and then logs it uh, in a in a spreadsheet. So all of that was done with a simple trigger of, of someone coming into the website, adding it on the forum. So I'm seeing a lot more advisors uh, use the power of Zapier and Wealthbox together to have mm-hmm. automation workflows. I'm also seeing you know a trend on you know text messaging solutions like MyRepChat, um, and MyRepChat integrates you know beautifully with Wealthbox as well. And i have seen a lot of advisors ask about MyRepChat, uh, maybe perhaps because you know millennials typically prefer text message communication and as as Millennials are you know growing into the the marketplace you know that may be just a, a more preferred method of communication with their advisor so I'm seeing that on the upswing on the downtrend um, I would say I'm seeing a little less um, of Microsoft Outlook and Microsoft Outlook 365 adoption it seems like it's trending towards Google Business Suite is what I'm seeing for email and calendar. But you know, to be clear, the wide majority of advisors that I talk to, I think I would say 90% of advisors I talk to are probably uh, using Microsoft Outlook. But what I am seeing is just that uptrend of, of Google Business Suite tools as well, just because of all the integrations with you know tools like Calendly for advisors who want to schedule meetings. And those tools just work so beautifully together um, that I'm seeing just an increase in the adoption of Google business suite for mail and calendar over, you know, the Microsoft outlook suite. But, you know, like I said, most advisors still use sure. Microsoft, but it's kind of just just a, a slight downtrend that I'm noticing.
0: Gotcha. And a lot, of, some of that is dictated too, by the, the, the broker dealer, and what, uh, what they can support and what they can, what they can archive. So it's, uh, it really is dependent on that,
1: I would imagine. Yes, yes, um, and then the other trend that's not specific to tools, Mike, that I'm seeing is the breakaway movement. I'm not sure if you're seeing that as much on on your side, but on the our side, we're just seeing that so often. It seems like every week, I'm speaking with a couple of different firms that are with a you know a Merrill or a UBS or you know any of the captive broker dealers, and they're in the process of going independent. Mm. Um, and I'm just so fascinated by that movement of you know folks who are you know breaking away from captive broker dealers, going fully independent. You know, we've got a a customer of ours who, you know, when we when they first came on board, there were about 10 billion in AUM. Um, and they're, that's their business model and now they're at 15 billion in AUM a year later and it seems like every single week they're adding a you know one or two different breakaway teams um, helping them go fully independent getting them you know uh, you know set up with a best in industry tech stack across every tool um, so it's just fascinating to watch that that just there's this an increase of advisors, Going independent. Gotcha. Now, do you think that
0: uh, there was a, a pent-up demand uh, due to COVID? Uh, and what I'm thinking is, when the Department of Labor came out with its uh, new rules, and there was that long period of time where you didn't, there was a lot of uncertainty. Reps didn't want to leave their firm because they didn't know um, how the Department of Labor rules would work out. Do you, do you think you're seeing a, a pickup in that as uh, as people get more comfortable operating in the COVID world?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really not sure about the labor laws and all of it, but uh-huh. I think that the the trend towards independence, I think when I think about it from an advisor's perspective, sure. is, you know, one, you get control over your tech stack, so you get to use, you know, best in industry tools. You get to manage your practice in a way that is a fiduciary. So you're not representing, you know, the corporate interests of perhaps the captive broker dealer that you're part of. Right. And right. so you get to service your clients in a way where you get to be truly independent, serve them better. Um, and then, you know, just being able to manage, you know, your own time. So I think all three of those components is, you know, why the, the selling points of going independent when you're part of a captive broker dealer is, is so compelling, you know, for financial advisors. Sure. Yeah, I a hundred percent can agree with that Now, You know, one of the trends we
0: saw early on with COVID, it was that, um, uh, reps really used it kind of as an excuse to update their technology. Uh, because they, right. they felt they were far behind and, um, well, this kind of gave them a get out of jail free card, they, they, right. could, they could update their, they could update their, uh, they could update their whole tech stack and customers would understand because it was just kind of a normal part of the process. Are you still seeing that? Is that, is that still a driving force or is that slowing down?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on the Wealthbox side, you know, without saying numbers, I mean, we've had the best Q one we've ever had in the history of comp- of the company, and we're continuing to grow. You know, eighty plus months of consecutive growth, but particularly in the last quarter. It's just been extraordinary, even, and that's been really fun here on our side. Um, but the things that I would just say in regards to what you had mentioned of technology adoption increasing, um, you know, it, you know, in the post-COVID world, absolutely, I do see a lot more um, work from home teams. They need to use CRM in a meaningful way when right. they're handing off tasks and workflows. And so, in Wealthbox, you know, when you're assigning a task or a workflow, there's an in-app notification, there's an email notification that you get. We've got mobile apps for the iPhone, the iPad, Android devices where you can track, you know, your CRM from there. Um, and so all of that was was critical and needed, you know, once the, the work from home, you know, trend started. Um, and I also saw a lot more advisor teams adopting tools like Slack um, for uh, you know, just messaging. Um, and also Microsoft Teams, which you know is another tool that's you know com- directly competi- competing with Slack. Um, so I've been seeing a lot of that as well. And then there's the part of event management. And so, um, you know, I'm sure probably on the FMG suite side of, you know, marketing, you know, the golf outings and, right. you know, the scotch tasting uh, events that were in person. Now, those have all transitioned, you know, at least for the most part, replaced with Zoom webinars. Hey, talk to this, you know, Zoom webinar who's an expert at, you know, this and let's go through the, the interview or, or podcast just like this. Um, so I'm seeing a lot more digital adoption uh, of mar- digital marketing events yeah. um, as well. Fascinating,
0: fascinating. Yeah, it. uh, Yeah, I I, I talked to one advisor not too long ago who would uh, who would have wine tasting. He would put a a couple of cases of wine out in front of his office, and then uh, people would come by, grab the bottle of wine. Then they would have Zoom call, and they would have the wine sommelier talk about um, uh, what to enjoy the wine with. So people are getting very creative with it, and it's really. uh, But at the but at the core of it, it's all being driven through a CRM and through what they can do through workflows and what have you
1: right absolutely yeah and that that's really creative um you know my wife you know she with her coworkers you know she works in a different she works in the medical field but she through zoom she was sent a canvas and so she did a wine paint wine and painting thing um with they had all the paint brushes and materials sent out and the oh, canvas i thought that was particularly interesting and fun
0: yeah you, boy you, you know you know it's happening a lot when regulators provide guidance on uh, what you can what 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 you can provide as far to, as a meal goes so you know it's uh it's taking it's going a little bit uh it it's it's more catchy than you realize um all right so so last question gentlemen last one uh got about five more minutes for our podcast here uh, sure uh, over the past year uh you know as 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 really as as we talked about as the as the businesses really transitioned home or uh, really they were they were more remote let's say uh, Fmg on its platform saw reps sending more and more emails to keep in touch with clients and prospects it was just it became more of a um, uh, it was, it was not a, it was a nice to have, but now it's a have to have, and it became a driver of the business. So FMG really, uh, kind of explored and came up with different, uh, types of emails to send. So we really responded to what the, what the industry was demanding in the past year, what changes in reps behavior have you guys seen Has Wealthbox seen? And what does it tell you really about where the industry is going?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I would say the trend that we see the most is the in-app collaboration mm-hmm. um, within Wealthbox. And so, I, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but you know when you're assigning a task, let's just say that you're a financial advisor, you're assigning a task to your client service or your operations, one of your operations team member, they're working from home you know, somewhere else. And so they need to be able to get that notification within the app. You know, just like if you've used a Facebook, a LinkedIn or Twitter, you're probably familiar with a modern notification channel. And so being able to be pinged, you know, when that's due right within the app, right within your email inbox, that the use of that feature um, has really gone up. And then there's also a notify button that's part of that, where you can notify a team or a group or of something specific of a handoff. So handoffs now from the advisor to the client service team or to the financial planners, they need to be in a clear, crisp way. So I think that notification panel, when folks are working in a distributed office, that needs to be uh, a feature that's that's a feature that you know we 've seen you know significantly higher adoption on, um, but yeah, like we just you know talked about you know i 'd say folks are adopting tools like slack more often sure. um, yeah. and Microsoft teams yeah you know it it's it's interesting when everyone 's in
0: an office, sometimes processes can be a little bit sloppy because mm-hmm. you rely on that human contact and uh, it, it's that's, kind of the building has a certain osmosis to it that everybody right. learns as they're there but when you get people apart, it really comes down to what you were talking about: making those handoffs clear, crisp, so they are executed. Because you 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 use that, you lose that, um, you you lose that element of everybody being in the same building and how you can. Yep. You, you don't realize how many errors you fix or uh, poor processes you
1: maintain until you stress test them when uh, when everybody's remote. Yes, absolutely, and and to your point also, just in regards to email marketing going up, um, you know, to our mutual customers of Wealthbox and FMG Suite, you know, what I've seen our customers do, even with that. that Feature of the integration is when they're adding new contacts or prospects or clients, what the feature does is it automatically adds them to the specific campaign within FMG Suite automatically without the advisor needing to do any work. So they just add them as a contact in Wealthbox. They check the auto sync button at the end of the day and it automatically syncs. And so, you know, when you're using, you know, digital tools more often, like, you know, email marketing, I've seen that adoption of that feature through the tags feature um go up as well gotcha okay good stuff well thank you gentlemen thanks
0: for uh thanks for joining us on the podcast today listeners i hope uh, if nothing else you you, you hear uh, Joman, and my passion about having a CRM and how it becomes so integral to running your business. And uh, uh, certainly, if you haven't uh, haven't adopted one, um, you still have that opportunity uh, it, at, at any time. But really, uh, this is a great time to do it with the uh, with remote workers with uh, with 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 COVID. Uh, happen, forcing people to really adopt new business practices. You really do have that get out of jail free card. Uh, but Jomit, thanks so much for sharing insights into Wealthbox and uh, how it can drive a business.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Mike, for having me. Hope you have a great rest of your day and uh, thanks again.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Thank you for listening to the Market Emotion podcast for financial advisors. If you found this episode informative, please share with your peers and colleagues. Visit fmgsuite.com to
0: discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory.
1: Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.